Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Log Talk Radio. Welcome to another loaded edition of Wrestling Authority Radio, live inside the ER on the Evolution Radio Network, live exclusively on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Statistic Sean David, along with my co-host. Yes, you sound like a robot. We're gonna we're gonna mute that one and bring this one on. Uh, hello, Steve Kane. Oh. All right, I just had to. I had to switch. So, uh, yes, gonna... the, fir- uh, the first one uh, did not work, but uh, this one does. So tonight we're going to be talking a lot of wrestling uh, that we didn't get to talk last night because last night was a very special edition of Wrestling Authority Radio with WWE Legend Duke the Dumpster Drosy. And if you have not listened to that episode, I would encourage you to go back and do so. Because um, that was a great night. We had a lot that on everything. Everything that you see on that on that screen right now are places that you can listen to reruns of our shows: iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker, iHeartRadio. We're all over the place. When we say when. When we say everywhere is war, uh, we mean it. We are everywhere, and, um, you know, that's the thing about it. Um, We're going to be talking a lot tonight about some uh, very different things, and um, 
me get a drink here because a little parched. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that we did not discuss last night that happened over the weekend, i.e. NXT TakeOver, um, SummerSlam, SmackDown, Raw. We didn't get to any of that last night. We'll get to that all tonight. Um, but we've got a controversial topic to discuss. And, uh, boy, when I read this, um, I was a little little flabbergasted because this is a guy that used to be a part of the AIWF and uh, used to run shows over in Washington. And at one point, he was slated to get us, uh, Kevin Sullivan, for this program. So um, there's a promoter that is going to be called the Catch Me Outside promoter. And um, he is from Washington. And long story short, we'll get into it more when our guest gets here that's going to help us talk about this. But yeah, um, long story that's, short, that's how we found out about it. Long story short, right, go ahead, sir. Um, there was a promoter that uh, pretty much threatened to stab a fan and said that if this fan ever came back to another one of their events, that he would stab them. Or, or actually, the uh, messages that I was able to read through the website that it was posted on that I found it on um, said that if this fan ever showed that they would be leaving in an ambulance. Um, that is not the correct way to conduct a business. I shouldn't have to explain that to anyone. Um, so, yeah, this is uh, this is something that we're going to be discussing tonight. It's pretty controversial. Um, we mm-hmm. have sent it to Jim Cornette. I'm, I don't know if it will make it on the experiment, experience, uh, because I believe the experience is recorded today and will um, – make air tomorrow or Friday. I don't remember exactly which day it airs, but I know it's one of those two. Jim Cornette experience this week, or uh, excuse me, drive through rather had some really interesting questions. And uh, Jim has got this new book that I want to talk about. That is a comic book and it's got a glossary of wrestling terms and real wrestling terms when they were first made of and what they meant. Um, there, This is going on sale, I believe, the 20th of this month. And I may just pick one up if I can come up with money between now and then. Um, it's Let me let me pull this thing up. Uh, Jim Cornette. That almost sounds like, uh, if, you, if you remember the book from about, oh, eight, ten years ago, Smarten Up, Say It Right. Well, there was a Kickstarter for this. Um, IDK Limited Publishing is behind it. And this is uh, what it is. An anthology of true stories. These insider tales will show the lengths that wrestlers went to uphold kayfabe, the carny term for keeping the secret illusions of of a rigged game, fight, or situation, as well as noteworthy cultural racial and economic effects these events and characters have had on society. This is a graphic novel that old school wrestling fans have been waiting for a no holds barred representation of moments that wrestling fighters couldn't talk about for years. Featuring stories about Ric Flair, Jerry, the King Lawler, Andy Kaufman, but Nick Monroe, the Sheik, junkyard dog, the fabulous Freebirds. The Midnight Express, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, and more. Also includes 
Jim's colorful glossary of pro wrestling terms, as well as photos and newspaper clippings from his personal archives. Okay. Um, there are 1,500 copies that are going to be hardcover. And uh, they're going to be autographed by Jim. They're going to be available on jimcornet.com. Are you ready for this killer price? You're not going to believe this. Thirty nine ninety nine plus shipping will get you this uh, Jim Cornette presents behind the curtain real stories of pro real pro wrestling stories and um, folks this is this is going to be some really interesting stuff uh, this is Jim's latest project and it does go on sale April twentieth now if you don't want the hardback edition the paperback edition will be available on Amazon and throughout all the bookstores nation and, and globally wide. Um, the paperback is 10.49. So mm. I, I definitely am thinking about picking up a copy of that hard copy. Um, it'll be a collector's item. And I don't know if you know this, Steve Kane, but did you ever hear about the scrapbook that he put together for the midnight express? No, I I will admit I have not. Okay, he put together a scrapbook years ago of the Midnight Express. There were limited copies of that. That book is now selling on eBay used for about $300. So this is a collector's item. Um, If you want it, you need to get it while it's hot because uh, the the hard copies anyway, there's only 1,500 of them, I believe he said, that are going to be printed, and that's going to be it. Um, and it's going to include some other cool stuff. So um, this is his latest project. And Jim Cornette is taking some time off. Uh, what I mean from that is he won't be doing a lot of appearances. He might be doing MLW in Chicago and stuff like that, but there will be nothing other than that. Um, he's He wants to take some time off to focus on some personal things. And um, Yeah, I mean, definitely. his father-in-law recently passed away, so... You know, he's he's kind of he's kind of got a, you know, a little bit on the back on the back of his mind there. Yes, and uh, he wants to get he wants to get back down in better shape. He's put on some weights over the uh, course of being back on the road again. And uh, Cornette um, had a lot to discuss on the drive through this past week, and there were some great stories on there. There's actually one about how the fake Undertaker. Uh, got arrested in Nashville and told everybody he was a real undertaker and the newspapers and the local news stations got a hold of it and were advertising that they had the undertaker in the local jail. Um, And it was actually Brian Lee. Yes. Oh, I know Brian. I think I've told you this. I worked, I worked with, I worked with uh, Brian uh, when I was uh, working for, uh, Bert Prentice over in Indianapolis. Uh, good old Bert Prentice. He's working for our good friend Herb Simmons now down at SICW as Christopher well, Love. Oh, okay. Well, that's that is actually the character that um, he that he that was the name of, the, of his character when he was in uh, Southwest Championship Wrestling in San Antonio and was managing one Tully Blanchard. 
who wow. at that time was being called the Red Rocker. Um, yeah, I mean, and there's, of course, there's... and of course, the uh, promoter for Southwest Championship Wrestling was not other than Joe Blanchard. Right. Um, I sent Steve Kane something on YouTube, and folks, uh, this is this is another collector's item from Cornette's Collectibles. Uh, the Night of Legends from Smoky Mountain Wrestling, 1994. You can still get it on com for about $9. Um, the commentary on this was done by Les, our good friend Les Thatcher and Jim Ross. And, folks, this had some... Lance Storm and uh, Chris Jericho as the Thrill Seekers back in 1994 in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Um Yep. You talk about some uh, classic stuff, an early Chris Candido, Sonny before she was Sonny. I mean, oh, my God. And this was in front of a record house of, uh, in 1994. Over 24,000 people were on hand for this event, the Night of Legends, where they um, honored, and I know I'm going to say this wa- wrong, uh, Wally Carbo. Yes, that's right. Um, so... If you have never seen this, um, I have not watched all of it yet, but I've started. And I tell you what, there's there's some great wrestling on there. Um, you got to see this. And look, Smoky Mountain Wrestling tapes weren't available back when I broke into the business. You know, I'm, I'm sure somebody had them, but I didn't have access to them. Uh, now to go be able to go back and watch some of that classic Smoky Mountain footage from from the early to mid '90s. Some of that stuff is just absolutely amazing. So, um, and I believe Jim Cornette says he's got another action figure coming out before Christmas. Um, he said if that's if China will uh, stop, you know, getting fucked over by the United States. Uh, that's neither here nor there, but yeah, that would inhibit yeah, well, the ability to make Jim, the action figures. Jim's really political, so you know. Um. You know, there's a lot of great stuff happening in the wrestling world, and uh, we're going to get to it. Um, oh God! And Jim's and Jim's Ray and Jim's Ray raging on the Young Bucks again. Oh, of course, uh, that that ain't nothing out of the ordinary. And and he he um some. Somebody, yeah, because some, um, let's see, because uh, um, Greg Anthony um, calls out uh, AEW, says GTFOH, and y'all know what that stands for. Calling, yes. calling Jim Cornette a carny when AEW is milking the biggest money mark in history is both hypocritical and hilarious. And, uh, and uh, Jim uh, posts that tweet along with with this reply are the head cosplay wrestlers calling me names again both the fragile little p words have blocked me so someone will have to relay the message hey bucks you honestly think the billionaire you're running a train on won't hear truth if it's blocked on twitter um cody rhodes got into it with a fan on twitter and uh this is where cody revealed that they've only signed about 40 percent of their roster um, right. 
I, I don't mean to sound like Jim Cornette when I say this, but I hope the other 60% of the roster is better than some of the people that we have seen. Because uh, some of the people have not been so impressive. You go back to Jim Cornette talking about the um, Battle Royal from Double or Nothing. He tore that thing apart. Um, and there was some stuff in there that even I would have torn apart. Um, you know, you had the, the amputee guy in there. You had some other uh, – you had the thing with Orange Cassidy that was just a joke and made the whole business look like a joke. So – I'm really hoping that if they've only signed 40% of the roster, that the other 60% are going to be a lot better than what we've seen. I'm not saying that Cody Rhodes sucks. I'm not saying that the Young Bucks suck. I'm not saying that Penta and Phoenix suck or any of that. They've got some good talent, but they've also got some really shitty talent that they've signed as well. Yeah. It's a, it's, well, it's a 50-50 mix. Well, here's, here's one, here's one from, uh, about uh, three days ago because, and this one really hits home because of course, uh, Jim does the uh, commentary for MLW and one of the guys on the MLW roster. And uh, this is somebody who he has uh, put over quite a bit is uh Mance Warner. Well, apparently at, uh, um, one of uh, Jelly Janela's uh, um, GCW closet extravaganzas, um, Mance Warner suddenly challenges Invisible Stan, who spears Warner through a door. Yeah, so, Jim did not did not appreciate that at all. Yeah, he uh, says, well, need to publicly apologize for praising Mance Warner on MLW TV and podcast. Rules are rules, and you won't hear any more of it from me. F and H, well, does anybody wonder why I rarely say anything good about anyone anymore? And then, now wait a second, this gets this gets really crazy. Um, uh, Ryan Satin, who um, some people might know... Uh, from uh, pro wrestling sheet, then goes on and says, honest question in an effort to understand your mindset with the way wrestling has changed due to most knowing it's a work. Do you not believe there could be different rules for different promotions? It's been established there that there are invisible brothers in GCW and fans love it. <clears throat> and so Coronet responds one, they aren't fans of wrestling. They're fans of goofs. Two, when Meryl Streep stops a scene in a Broadway play to whip out a dildo and slap someone with it, and no actors or fans of Broadway plays get PO'd, you may have something to say. Otherwise, shut F up, because who are you anyway? And this and this started this started a whole feud between... Um, Coronet and Satin, and the and uh, one and one of the responders to this, I love I love this. Um, uh, it said, um, bear in mind, Ryan Satin is a wrestling journalist who had never heard of Gino Hernandez. 
Davy Boy Smith Jr. had the best description of satin. I can't remember it verbatim, but it was something along the lines of satin is a clueless idiot. Um, and another person says he has the audacity to call himself a journalist, yet he had never heard of the fabulous Mula allegations or the mysterious death of Gino Hernandez. Well, and, and that's that's a good point. Uh, I mean, there some of these wrestling journalists need to go back and take a lesson in wrestling history. And while I'm speaking right. of wrestling history, I don't mean to bring bring it up all of Jim Cornette's products, but here's another one that I forgot about. Um, and this one, Steve, would interest you because uh, this one is historic. Tuesday night at the Gardens, Pro Wrestling in Louisville by Jim Cornette and Mark James. Nearly a 300 pages with full-color covers. A history of pro wrestling in Louisville from the debut of Strangler Lewis to the rise of Jerry the King Lawler. More than 500 illustrations, photos, programs, and newspaper articles most not seen in over 40 years. Twenty nine ninety five plus shipping at jimcornette.com. Oh, that's, and not, if, that's not bad at all. And then if you really want to dig into more of that area of wrestling... You can get rags, paper, and pins, the merchandising of Memphis Wrestling. Featuring uh, photos taken by Jim, along with marketing and media through the, from the 50s through the 80s. $25 plus shipping. Again, jimcornet.com. I'm going to be picking these up for my collection because uh, I tell you what, you go back and look at some of these classic Memphis Wrestling and the classic Louisville wrestling. And does that even, I got to ask this honestly, does that style even exist anymore? Or have we lost that art? Oh, classic Memphis wrestling? Oh, yes. yeah. It's, def, it's definitely, it's definitely a lost art. Um, I mean, you know, the, the, you know, deliberate setups that, that, you know, led from, led from, you know, one, uh, one match to the next. And you know, went through went through an entire program that uh, sometimes would take two years before it would finally resolve itself. Yeah, long dead. I mean, you no, know, we we've heard we've heard that we've heard that uh, said on on this show more than once. You know. Oh my God! Um, and I got to get this back because I sold this in an event years and years and years ago and if I would have known it was going to be the collector's item that it was I would have uh, picked up more than one copy it's wrestling gold 10 hours Mm. of wrestling mayhem Um, the incredible compilation of 70s and 80s territorial wrestling comes in a library case for your collector's shelf it was first released on VHS in the early 90s by Kit Parker Films, then remastered and released yeah. in this beautiful set in 2001. Um, you want to talk about some classic wrestling. Sherry Martell versus Judy Martin. You were talking about these two earlier. Gino Hernandez versus Tully Blanchard. Yes. Oh, God. That was, you know, I mean, Gino Hernandez, folks, if you have never seen a Gino Hernandez match, if you got the network, yes, the world-class uh, 
tapes are, are on there. Watch. Watch Gino Hernandez. Gino Hernandez feud with um, Chris Adams was a classic of the time down there in Texas. I mean, it was it was as classic as the Von Erichs and the Freebirds. Uh, here's one for you, Steve. Indianapolis, 1972, Bruiser Crusher and Sailor R. Thomas versus Ray Stevens, Blackjack Mulligan, and Baron Von Roschke with Bobby Heenan and Blackjack Lanza. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I met, I met R. Thomas when I, when I was first uh, starting to work for Windy City you know, when I was doing photography and that. Great guy. Great guy. You know, um, one of those, you know, one of, the, one of the true gentlemen of our industry. Definitely, uh, you know, miss him. Um, actually, I think an underappreciated talent in a lot of ways. I mean, uh, as far as uh, black wrestlers of the day, yes, a lot of people mention Bobo Brazil. A lot of people mention Ernie Ladd, and deservedly so. They were great talents of the period. But so was Sailor R. Thomas. Um, oh, I the the guy had the guy had packs that uh, just wouldn't wouldn't stop bouncing. They were they were that oh they were that they were that tight and that. Oh my God! Now this uh, there's a couple I want to bring up here. Uh, let's see. That's the wrestling bear. We've talked about that before. Terrible Ted um, from the 1960s. Uh, here, hold on. Let me see, find it. I just had it. Uh, Indianapolis, 1972. Cowboy Bob Ellis versus Bobby the Brain Heenan with Black Jan Lanza and Black Jack Mulligan from 1972. Um, that's that's wow. Um, here there was one other one uh this is something that you don't see anymore toronto mid 1970s the sheik with eddie creechman versus tiger jeet singh in mm. a mud match wow uh another mid 70s bobo brazil versus michelangelo hmm. and and from the late 60s, the Sheik versus Tom Jones, Cody Jones' father. Mm. Uh, and this was, this was the one that interests me. From Memphis, 1982, for the Southern title, Terry Taylor versus Sabu the Wild Man. Was that the Sabu that we all knew and grew to love? Could be, could be. Uh, here's uh, the one, man. This is the one. I had this on VHS. If somebody ever comes out with this on uh, on DVD, I would I would love it. Um, Wrestling's greatest villain, the gold the golden era. Um, I do remember that. Yeah. Uh, the the funny thing about this Memphis match between Terry Taylor and Sabu is his manager. In Memphis in 1982, 
is Jimmy Hart. Mm. Wow. So that could have been one of the first managers in Sabu. Um, if you were looking for this wrestling gold, five pile driving DVDs, 10 hours of wrestling mayhem special edition set, it is available for $9. Um, and you can get it personally personalized autograph. $9 plus shipping. Probably it costs you a little bit more for the autograph, but it'd be worth it. Uh, folks, this is this is some classic stuff. You don't you don't get wrestling like this anymore. Deep, you know, um, I I haven't heard that or seen an advertisement for a DVD that WWE has put out in quite a few number of years. Um, I know they still sell you know WrestleMania and things like that for the Ultimate Collectors, but they're not really seeing new content on a DVD basis the way they used to. Um, and everybody remembers what, yeah. one of the hottest. Well, that's what, because it's all on the network. Uh, one of the hottest DVD co- sets that they ever made were the ECW matches. Because look, nobody really knows that the sale of the rise and fall of ECW is what funded ECW One Night Stand. Not many people know that, but it's the truth. Because uh, the rise and fall of ECW was on VHS, and it was also on um, DVD. So uh, the DVD had an extra disc that had some matches on it, while the VHS didn't have any matches. Or if it did, it only had you know those prominence. Um, and that's another thing that we've lost, folks, is we, we've got the network and we're spoiled by these streaming services, and they're great. Uh, but I'm an old school t- individual. I want a hard disk that, you know, if if the internet crashes, I can still go watch my DVDs. Um, that's just the way I am. There's a lot of good sets out there. Um, so Cody Rhodes says 40% of the roster has been signed. Uh, we don't know about the other 60%. We don't know who it's going to be and, and what. Um so, um, Vampiro has shared a video that is quite emotionally disturbing of his mental health struggles from over the years. And if you have not seen this, you need to see it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, okay. Uh, He's got, in fact, well, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was something that uh, was definitely going to get uh, brought up uh, this evening. Um, he has started a GoFundMe. Um, he's actually, uh, he's actually, he's, he's still, he's, despite his health issues, I mean, um, we talked about it when uh, Hugo was here um, that uh, he made that uh, surprise appearance at the uh, at uh, Triple Mania in uh, the Copa Triple Mania match, where all he did was uh, come in and wind up uh, knocking Conan off the corner and eliminating him before he just walked out, and that and you know, the concern was was he going to remember exactly what he was going to do, 
and that. Um, he's actually booked uh, for a match in October. So he so he posted. He's he set up a GoFundMe, and uh, this is what he put in it. Um, he says, "Hello, I am nervous and embarrassed to be asking for help. I am just a guy, no different than anyone. Nothing special. Because of all my injuries, I am stuck and really can't continue to do what I." do to make a living or be there for my daughter. I want to live and I want to be a dad. I also want to be better so I can continue to wrestle and continue to help the next generation, be a role model and inspire people to understand that mental health issues are not the end of life. It's just the beginning. I want to be the one who is the guy who said F you to the stigmas, limitations, and poor excuses you get from the medical community and society saying you can't succeed in life and give the middle finger to all and anyone who looks down on anyone who needs help. I can beat this, but I need help. I have not had an income in a year, so I am stuck. Once I am better, I will give a portion of all my earnings to people who need help, support, and financial aid. It's so hard, but I can beat this. I have the desire, I have the heart, but I am hurting bad. Critical pain from the injuries and, well, this Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and the chronic arthritis in my whole body. Well, to me, it's just BS and I can beat this. I am asking for help so I can get stem cell replacement therapy in Columbia at the end of the year. Once I have that, I will dedicate my life to helping others even more than I already do. Stem cell replacement therapy, I believe, will save many lives. Right now, I need it to save mine. I am eternally grateful for you even considering to help me. You don't know me, and you don't have to, but I need it, so I am asking. With or without help, I am going to continue a million miles an hour and do what I can to support others, inspire, and beat this. Again, I'm just a guy, and I have so much more to give. All I can do is fight and fight I will. If you decide to help me, I will hold you in my heart forever. Even if you don't, I already hold you, hold all of you there anyways. I can only try, and regardless, music, pro wrestling, the guardian angels, and my daughter, and all of you, that's my world. And I have so much desire to get better and help others. I won't quit or slow down. Can't. It's not in my DNA. I am a warrior, and... It is the hardest thing to admit all this and ask for help. Again, thank you. Once I beat this, I will help the world hear our voice. One love, PMA, Vamp, Vampiro. Wow. All right. Well, we've now, got some. To I more don't to- know. You know, I don't. I'm. You know, I don't know. I mean, we we talked a few weeks ago uh, that uh, John Morrison, um, John Hennigan is down there um, and uh, he's, and he's getting that um, the stem cell therapy and that I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not sure that I completely believe in the effectiveness of it to cure everything that he's either thinking or they might be claiming that it's going to cure um, in in uh, in uh, Hannigan's post when he said that uh, he was going down there, which was uh, right after his uh, 
contract with Impact ended, he said that uh, this would help uh, eliminate uh, CTE. Now, and I'm, you know, I hope he really doesn't have his hopes up on this, and I don't want to see other people get their hopes up on this. Um, I mean, you know, <clears throat> no, I'm not. I'm not against stem cell research. I strongly believe in the possibilities of it. I'm just. I'm just one that's very cautious in terms of will this be the ultimate be all, end all, cure all for everything? Because I think if that were the case, um, it would have been. It would have been studied, improved, and perfected L in quite in quite short order. All right. Well, we had some more uh, depressing news, and this individual may uh, just feed check your private messages, please. Uh, this individual is uh, probably never going to wrestle again. So this is our breaking news for tonight. This is this is uh, not good news for this individual. Um, he is a former WWE superstar, and I'm going to let Steve Kane, uh, if he's got it up and loaded. I'm, I don't. I don't. Oh, okay, there it is. All right, let me. This let is. Me uh, punch it. Let me punch it up here real quick. Cause, oh my gosh. Um, just uh, looking at what I can see before before the entire. Message pops up. Uh, the first name already has just uh, got me right there. It's like, oh crap! Seriously, oh man. So, uh, um, this is not uh, this is not good news. And Steve and I are going to talk about this. I want him to read this uh, paragraph here about this because uh, I don't have the balls to do it. I'm, I'm reading this and then total utter shock at what happened. Um, this is wrestling. Yeah. This is not yeah, ballet, this is, folks. And this, yeah. And, um, and this, um, and this involves somebody that we've had on our show before. Um, so, um, well, Okay. Now let's. All right. Um, okay. Let's. Okay. Let's. Let's. Now let's look at this. Um, from. Okay. You know what? You know what? Um, I'm. I'm calling work on this. I'm calling work on this. This is. Uh, this is another version of the. Uh, um, Daga. Um, what's his What's his name? The other, the little bald headed midget um, that was doing the Hitman gimmicks. I keep, I keep, I keep wanting to wanting to call him by his actual name, Brandon Silvestri. 
Um, well, if if this is the word, this is some controversial shit. Uh, and we well, know hey, Court likes to remember, do this. Hey, but... remember, re- court, power, court power thrives on controversy. Rem- like I say, Daga and uh, and uh, Silvestri and the and the uh, and the uh, you know supposedly uh, you know broken off here and that. Um, uh, but uh, so, they're saying that so what they, so, yeah. So yeah, so they're so they're saying that Alexander that uh, Alexander Hammerstone hit him with a uh, new version of his uh, finishing move, the Nightmare Pendulum, um, or well, this version is being called the Night Terror Pendulum, and so supposedly, according to what it said, and I'm going to have to um, look at this because. Because this is the thing too, uh, and here's and this is another thing about this, Sean. Um, Vega is not there primarily to wrestle. Vega is there, really, actually more in line as a backstage agent. That's to, true. You know, to help get the guys through the match. So you know, uh, work do uh, work on uh, choreographing matches and that. So that's so you know, I mean because the end because at the end says should the movie banned should action be taken against Hammerstone for deliberately attempting to cripple the Caribbean champion? MLW.com will have more on this story as it develops. Yeah, it's a work. It's a work. Uh, and if it's not, we, boy, do we apologize. Well, yeah, but Madison Square. Madison Square Garden set to host WWE King of the Rings semifinals. Yep, yep. Which we talked a little bit about that um, last night with uh, with uh, Duke the Dumpster, um, because of course uh, his connection being uh, oh, writing partners with uh, Stone Cold on that. Uh, so. Hilarious, hilarious stuff there and there. All um, right. Well, we know when the first AEW world title defense will be whoever the champion is uh, coming out of All Out. The first right. defense of the AEW world championship will be made Wednesday, October 16th uh, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on TNT on AEW, whatever they're going to call it. We still don't know that. Uh, it was right. supposed to be Tuesday Night Dynamite. It may be Wednesday Night Dynamite. They have the trademark on that. But they also applied recently for a um, trademark for AEW Revolution. So um, yeah, we don't know if that's going to be one of their pay-per-views yeah, they're, they're or playing, what. Right. They're, play, they're, playing, they're playing everything tight, tight to the vest now, which... Which is which is good. It gives it gives them you know, it gives them a bit of leverage, and that um, as far as how you know what they're gonna what they're gonna call the show, and that um, how they're gonna set up and format it, things like that. It's it's gonna it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be definitely interesting. I'm 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 looking I'm looking forward to it and that. 
sources close to AEW state that there will be either a press conference or something that will happen in the month of September to um, go forward with this launch on TV on the 4th of October. I'm sorry, the 2nd of October. Right. Uh, yeah, the 2nd. I got him confused. I got him confused because they're both debuting in October. and That's... Uh, that's that's like that's like uh that's like impact wrestling um posting that uh um tickets for the uh event uh here at the uh Odium and Phillip Park were going to go on sale on uh Friday, August eighth, last Friday, which was actually August ninth. <laughs> So I said, I understand. I understand why Jordan Grace is wondering whether or not she's uh, booked on that thing. <laughs> they don't even know what day they're. They don't even know what day their what day their tickets are going on sale. Um, speaking of that, I listened to a little bit of, of uh, Impact Press Pass or whatever it is with Sammy mm-hmm. Callahan. And look, I've I've not been a I'll, I'll be the first one to admit it. I've not been a Sandy Callahan fan. I've seen some of the work. Some of the work's good. Some of the work's bad. The attitude sucks. Um, when I approached him about coming to work for me, it, it didn't go over too well. Um, and I don't know the guy from Adam. Um, but look, you go around calling yourself the draw. And and you're the draw. You're the draw of Impact Wrestling. I have a question for you, sir. Are you bringing in the most money for Impact Wrestling? Are you selling the most merchandise in Impact Wrestling? Do you have swarms of fans waiting for you to get to the arena and leave the arena because they can't wait to meet you? Do you answer no to any of those questions? You are not what is referred to as the draw period I don't care if it's gimmick or not you are not the draw you are a side piece on what the main draw is which I don't even know who the impact world champion is at this time Brian Cage okay that's the draw that's the draw he's the draw he's the champion he's the guy that people are paying to come see defend the belt and and they just happen to see you because you're there on top of it. But people like Brian Cage are the reason that people are watching Impact. They may be watching it because of you, because they like some of your antics. And I'll, I'll give you credit where credit is due. Your matches with Tessa Blanchard have been great. Um, and it, it's broken a barrier. You were right about Bravo, that. Tessa. Um, however, Tessa him. Let's, let's, let's be honest. However, however, um, you know, you you gave up a producer's role at a company that is debuting on pay-per-view. Now, Impact has pay-per-view, but are they going to do as big pay-per-view business with Bound for Glory that MLW is going to do in November when they're here in Cicero live on pay-per-view? I don't think so. And some will say the numbers will be the same. I don't know that either. It depends on what MLW brings to the table between now and November. And that's only a couple months away. We know that Bound for Glory is going to be in Chicago. And Chicago is going to be um, 
I need I need to put this as nicely as I can. Chicago loves all elite. Chicago does not love impact. The draw will not be the same. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's put it this way. All all in and all out have sold out the Sears Center. Impact Wrestling was not able to sell out the Sears Center. That's correct. And and and, you, and where are they running uh, Bound for Glory from? The Odeon. Yeah, the Odeon. Okay, they're not they're not going to be able to sell that out either because if they no. were gonna, they would they would have done it by now. Their product yeah, I mean, compared to this is the cold hard facts. You have three top wrestling companies right now. You have WWE, you have AEW, and you have MLW. Um, because New Japan is on isn't always on American pay per view. That's not, that's not happened yet. You can't get, you know. New Japan pay-per-views over here with English commentary. You can get, I don't even know that you can get AAA in the United States with English commentary on pay-per-view. I don't think most cable providers well, they, well, they they run They run on Twitch, and right now, oh, um, oh, holy cow. The tickets for Bound for Glory very from twenty five to three hundred dollars. I don't know that I know anybody that would pay three hundred dollars. Well, I do know somebody that did pay three hundred dollars to go to uh, Bound for Glory, um, and that's because that's because he's met some of the people that are with Impact now, and he's a fan of all genres of wrestling. Um, but I don't know that uh, I know many more fans than just, than him that would pay three hundred dollars to go to Bound for Glory. I mean, do we have anything special on the card at this point? Not that. Well, let's see. Okay. Uh, well, the main well the main event will be uh, speaking of Callahan and Cage will be Callahan and Cage for the uh, Impact uh, title. Um. I, now, I hate to I'm, be the bearer of I'm bad looking, news. I, I hate to be right, the bearer so of bad I'm news. Looking at this, I'm looking at the seating chart right now. And that uh-huh. now, um, I'm now. I don't know if the if the color if the if the color coding is what I think it is, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go for for broke here on this and um, and say and say if if what I'm if what I'm looking at is a representation of tickets sold as opposed to tickets that are available right now right and I should probably and I should probably be doing this on uh, on the computer instead of on the phone because I'm not sure that I'm getting I'm getting my map right. So, but if I'm looking at that the right way, that's a lot of states. I'm gonna so 
It's on. It's on Eventbrite. I'm gonna. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check up on, on that real quick. So, um, go ahead. Go ahead and talk for. Go ahead and talk for a minute, Sean. I'm gonna. Okay. Uh, this is your rumor. This. this is your rumor roundup, for August 14th, 2019, uh, provided by Caveside Seats. Advertisements seem to indicate Brock Lesnar will be appearing at the SmackDown on Fox debut show. On Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer said Braun Strowman versus Seth Rollins is the plan for Clash of Champions. He also said WWE may be using, may be planning to turn Samoa Joe babyface soon, but they don't want to do it just yet. They used him that way this week to ensure Sami Zayn doesn't get cheered in Toronto. Yeah, well, because, I mean, that little speech that he made, where he says, yeah, I forgive Reigns, but uh, I don't forgive any of you. Just kind of was like, okay, y'all here, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pat you on the back with one hand. I'm going to flip you off with the other. Right. So I don't know. There's, uh, there's some weird stuff going on. Well, we've got to talk about it now because we saw the in-ring debut of The Fiend and holy crap balls. Yes. I'm, I'm, look, I saw that lantern. They have edited out the lantern in, in oh, the footage. And, and, and I found out why that was. Okay. That wasn't a WWE thing. That's a YouTube thing because of the fact that it looks like a severed head. That was that was not um, that was that was not WWE editing it out. That was YouTube saying, "Hey, no, you you can't you can't show that on here." So Leave it to YouTube. To... Leave it to YouTube to screw the wrestling business once again. I'm I'm just kidding, but it's happened before. They've screwed the wrestling yeah. business. I know. Everybody remembers a couple of years ago when they stuck their nose in shit that they didn't have their uh, business to stick in, and said that oh, wrestling is too violent. And we're not going to allow people to make money off YouTube off of wrestling anymore. I don't know if that's changed or not, but I know a couple of years ago that was a problem. Um, what time do we think uh, we'll be hearing from our guests? I don't know. I I don't know. I haven't heard anything as far as the um, uh, you know. I, I sent the information. I'm not even. I'm not even sure whether he's picked it up yet or not. So okay. I don't. So I don't really uh, know. Okay, so right now I'm I'm looking I'm getting uh, the chart up for Bound for Glory. So uh, so give give me just a moment here, and Sean, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna look at this and I'm gonna try and see if I can uh, figure out because um, because there's been some there's Triple A has um, had some uh, issues with the with ticket sales in both. New York and LA, and in fact, um, Not good. 
they've taken they've taken the map off of um, the seating chart off the uh, um, off the MSG. So let's so let me see what I can. Okay, so buy um, map. All right, here we go. I'm gonna. All right, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna look at this and see what I could possibly get if I were going to buy tickets for this, which I'm not. Um. Well, I don't blame you for that. Um. And I want to congratulate All American Wrestling. I don't know if they fully go by that anymore, but AAW Pro Wrestling Redefined out of Chicago land area uh, for a sellout two-night tournament. It's the Jim Lyman uh, tournament that's coming up, and MJF is going to be in it. And if tickets weren't sold out, I'd probably try to attend. Um, I've never attended one. Uh, I've always wanted to get up to an AAW show, but it's never happened. And uh, the one time it almost happened, they were out of tickets. So uh, um, I was in Chicago land area, and there was a show that night. And they didn't have any tickets left. And I said, well, I'm not paying $20 to stand. Well, uh, you know what? I take, I, take that, I take that back. There's actually very few seats available. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. I'm only I, I'm shocked. I'm only counting twenty six seats left. For Bound for Glory. Yes. Well, uh, if they can do that, then look, if if Impact can sell out Chicago and All Elite sells out Chicago and Vince can come in. I don't know if he's selling out Chicago anymore or not, but my God, then the wrestling, we know that uh, well, Ford I think, Bauer is I think selling they it do out. Because, 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 you know, Vince basically leaves it for, um, you know, Chicago for like, you know, one, one, maybe two weekends a year where it's a pay-per-view, um, at least the pay-per-view Raw and SmackDown, if not a uh, takeover pay-per-view Raw and SmackDown. Uh, speaking of that, uh, boy, uh, we've got we've got All Elite in Chicago in a couple weeks. We've got MLW in Chicago in uh, November. November. We've got. Uh, Bound for Glory in October in Chicago, and uh, we've got a four four night event that is going to happen in Chicago from Friday, November twenty second to Monday, November twenty fifth. I believe this is going to be Thanksgiving weekend. It's NXT Takeover War Games Survivor Series Raw and SmackDown at the Allstate Arena. Yep. Well, there you go. I mean, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, tickets are, for this are going to vary. Um, let's see what they, uh, I don't, I, I don't need tickets, but I just want to see. Um, right. 
if you're talking in front of the camera on the floor, uh, there's two tickets left, $1,505. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll pass. This is for SmackDown. Um, I mean, this this is ridiculous. This is why a lot of people... Wow. And I wonder why I've never been to SmackDown or Raw. That would be the reason. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see. Well, you can't... Well, maybe StubHub's got some tickets for that. Uh, yes, uh, StubHub still has tickets for All Out. You ready for this? Yeah, I believe anything out of StubHub. Um, there are two tickets left on StubHub for All Out. Seventeen ninety-five. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Uh, I will watch from the comfort of my home. Thank you very much. Um, exactly. But <laughs> I mean, we've we we've got a lot going on in the wrestling world, and Chicago is uh, going to see a pretty big. We're the hub. We're the hub of it. For the rest uh, of the year, pretty much. Uh, yeah. 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 So. Um, all right. We're all right. at the top of the hour, Sean. Why don't you uh, hit a hit a tune so that uh, I can refresh on here, and then. Uh, all right. We'll the, be back in about. Time uh, to take a dog out. We'll be back in about four to five minutes. Uh, you are listening to Wrestling Authority Radio live on the Evolution Radio Network. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Saturday night at the Northeast Philly International Guard Armory. Craptastic Wrestling presents a non-star-studded car of unexplainable matches featuring the Mid-Afternoon Express versus Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy in a Falls Count Nowhere match. Jerry Idol versus Austin Lawler in a fully empty arena match. Our main event, Arnold Zipple Jr. versus Oliver Wendell Douglas IV in a Fans Bring the Steel Cage Parts match. Admission is just $1 because that's all this crap is worth. That's Craptastic Wrestling this Saturday. Doors open at 6 p.m. Matches start whenever we feel like it. Be This Saturday night at the Birmingham Fairgrounds, Mud Show Championship Wrestling presents an all-star card of action-packed wrestling matches just for you. In the main event, Sam McCallahan faces Jelly Janela in a bleak 182 death match. Featured match, Joey Ryan versus Priscilla Kelly in a puke on the naughty parts match. First person to puke on their opponent's naughty parts loses. Garden Rake on a pole match. Special wheelbarrow race and much, much more. All that this Saturday night at the Birmingham County Fairgrounds. It's Mud Show Championship Wrestling. You don't want to miss it. Y'all better be there. Well, we hope that uh, whatever wrestling you're attending this weekend, you are not attending any of those shows. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to. You don't want to go to one Jim Cornette's, uh, as he calls them, Mud Show. Outlaw um, Mud Show yeah. wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He well, of course, and that's and that's one of those shirts that he's got is Mud Show wrestling. Yes, yes with a picture of an outhouse on it. It is classic. Yep. I need to pick one of those up. Uh, you know, there have been a lot of just great things that are happening in the wrestling business. And uh, there are some things that are uh, messing. Uh, yes, and this is where we're going to – I wanted to wait for our guest, but I don't know if he's coming, so we're just going to go ahead and get into this. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's do it.
All right. Well, here's here's how I here's how I found this whole thing, Sean. Um, last night uh, before we were getting ready to go on the air, um, a post came up on uh, on my Facebook feed from uh, Ethan HDS. Now, Ethan, for those who don't recall, was with the uh, um, former Paragon Pro Wrestling promotion that. Uh, of course, we had a lot of connection with back in the day, and that um, he's still wrestling. Of course, uh, now he's working uh, various uh, West Coast independents, and that. Um, so he was the one who started this whole thing, and then uh, in that thread, one of our uh, big fans happened to, um, you know. Uh, respond to it so here it is the the promotion quote-unquote is world underground wrestling american out of washington and it's promoted by a guy that calls himself ron van hess and what happened is um he had a uh little uh altercation he sniped as a fan who said he would not attend another WUWA show due to the experience that he'd had with the promoter on Facebook Live. Well what happened was um the um he Van Hess threatened to stab this fan if he ever came back to a show. Um, and it ta- and it talks about um, and 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 the and some of the comments on Twitter one says the scary thing is today the fan post he will still be attending the show to confront those running the show regardless of having been threatened. Um, Uh, one guy, local wrestling promoter, defended the use of slurs on his show. The fan who was targeted says he won't be back. Promoter challenges kid to fight, insults him more, then says he will stab the fan. Don't like our shows? F you. I'll stab you. Um, and then... Uh, oh, because, you know, that that's the greatest way to run your business. Let, let, me, yeah. let, me do, let me run around and do that. For all you... Uh, yeah. All you wrestling fans around Illinois that won't attend my show, I'm going to stab you. Who the fuck does that? Who the... What? What? Yeah, yeah. The kid And the kid's name is Benji Jefferson. And he says, I will be bullied no more. I will stand up to the wrestlers who have made fun of my sexuality in place of employment. Um... I'm coming for the WUW belt champions with a BC five layer in hand. See you soon, Ron Van Von Hess and Henry Miller. And um so Von Hess replied to it, uh, this guy is hilarious. To which uh um Jefferson replies, Ron Von Hess, talk, bleep, get hit, boy. And then uh, 
Von Hess replies with, dude, I'm tired of you already. You're about to get stabbed. Show up at my show, and I'm going to F your life up in the parking lot. You won't make it to the building. Try me. Um, and then uh, he goes on, if you think you can just walk out of the audience to beat down a trained wrestler, you are a moron. Unless you're an MMA trained fighter or a martial artist, etc. Too many guys out there that just don't get it. I personally have had enough. Cross the rope and I'll break your neck, period. Can't wait for the first one of you to try. It will be filmed and put out there to teach others to respect what we do and how hard we work. Is it just me, Henry Miller, or does a guy that uh, has that he works to register at Taco Bell in Seattle putting us down for running standing room only shows at a Mexican restaurant a bit redundant? This has to be a rib, right? LMFAO. Benji Jefferson, you are definitely special. LOL. Hashtag don't mess up my taco, Benji. Um, Benji Jefferson, nobody chickened out on any fight. So since you want to run your mouth, show up August 31st and sign a waiver. You can have your fight with me. H, I'll bring a blanket for your nap and pay for your burrito. So hashtag no excuses, B word, hashtag punk card, pull. Um, and replied, and Jefferson replied, yes, I work at Taco Bell. Maybe I am special. Both of those things don't matter. You're an internet bully, Von Hess, that has to try and make people seem like they are lesser to help you forget about the worst NWA title match ever. Um, and um, Von Hess replies, try me. Jefferson goes, we, we'll see about that. Von Hess goes, well, we will. He goes, I have guys looking for you. We will know the minute you hit the property. I am afraid I may stab you, dude. You have really caught me at a time in life where I'm in no mood for this. It was funny at first, but now I see you are sick. I am not losing my passport and trios to Japan over an idiot like you. I was just having fun, but now my family is writing my bleep. You show up, it's trespassing. For your own good. I really would stab you because I'm tired of idiots. Say what you want. I'm blocking you. Show up. I don't care. The P word. Calls him the P word. My wife has laid the law down for me to leave your stat alone. She doesn't want to hurt you either. DS loser. And he says, show up my show. You're leaving an ambulance. Last warning. Not playing anymore. You have people all over my with your nonsense. You show up. I put a bullet in your trespassing. I will be talking to Bremerton PD to explain you're a complete wrestling nut and dangerous to yourself. So now you know um, calling out the C word. All right. I have found their Facebook page and this has got to be the stupidest shit that I have ever seen. Um, let's see if I can get a translation here. Uh, they've got pictures here of their supposed sellout crowd, and it doesn't look like anybody could, uh, attend this show. I'm going to send you the picture, this picture now, Steve Kane, via the link. 
And okay. you tell me what you think of this, because if this is actually his promotion, there's no way, no way that I, I, I would be asking for a refund over that. Okay. But I might not have the right one. All right. No, I don't. Okay. But take a look at that because I want to discuss that because look at the ropes on that. All right. Let's, okay. Can I pop up here? I don't know if that's how they do things in Japan or what. Uh, this guy used to run a company by the name of SCW as well. And then he changed its name. I don't know why. Probably bad business. Um, oh, seriously. Come on. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, uh, that's a toy ring. <laughs> that's changed there. No, no, no. That I don't know what that is. That, I typed in world underground wrestling that and is, that came up. That is as phony as a three freaking dollar bill. Okay. <laughs> all right. So all right. anyway, to go on with this, all right, John Von Hess, quote unquote, um <clears throat> spoke with uh, Bodyslam.net, and here's his statement. He says, I was promoting my event, and a fan named Benji started insulting me. I don't know him, and he posted all over my post for two days. He wanted to fight, etc. At first, I get a lot of crazy, so I played along until I realized he was crazy. I called him girlfriend. It's a phrase I use... Um, when I get mad, I never called him gay or even knew he was. I was told by my wife, friends, partners to block him. Um, I have recently been in an accident and have a crushed right leg. Fourth of July, one of my immediate family members committed suicide. I lost my cool because he kept threatening me. Funny, that's not uh, uh, the way I read that more red like uh, the opposite way around. And then he goes on to Ethan Diaz. He goes, Ethan Diaz hates me for firing him years ago. He took this kid posting about this to turn the Seattle and Oregon wrestling community against me. They already didn't like me. Indie wrestling is like that. One guy hates you and all the sycophants follow. Yes, I used bad judgment when I threatened him, but I just didn't want this drama at my show. I blocked him two days ago and moved on with my life. Then Ethan got wind and created a bleep storm. It doesn't really bother me. They hate me. But I have a gay son I'm very close to. I am not homophobic or hateful. Ignorant, probably. I am from that generation, the one before political correctness. But South Park had an episode about what words mean. I saw the truth in that. The connotation is what's important. And... I'm going to I'm going to say this right now. That sounds exactly like somebody else who at a campaign stop said, "Look at my African American over there." You know, 
I mean, just because supposedly, all right, you have a child that's gay doesn't mean that you're tolerant. That's correct. Um, and I look uh, at one point we were huge at, at wanting to be a part of the AIWF because the NWA, um, because of Eastman had gotten rid of us, and I was looking for something along that lines uh, that would recognize one champion and um, one individual. And then uh, we had a falling out with the AIWF, and I tried to smooth things over, and it just didn't happen. But uh, Van Hess was one of the members of AIWF, and I had talked to him quite frequently because I knew that he was close to Kevin Sullivan, and uh, I wanted to speak with Kevin Sullivan for a number of reasons. Uh, number one, I had some promoters here that at one time were interested in booking him, uh, myself being one of them, and uh, I thought he would be a great interview uh, or a, a series of interviews to where we could cover his career, we could cover his booking style, we could cover the days of WCW and uh, Florida Championship Wrestling. You know, there, there, would, there would be a lot of ground to cover with a guy like Kevin Sullivan, interview-wise. And uh, I don't think we would be able to jam it all in two hours. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what Van Hess's deal is. Uh, if any other promoter did this, they would be blackballed from the business. Um, l- l- let me tell you, there's been some fans that I've threatened to punch in the face over the years, um, but never stab. Because a punch in the face will get you a couple years. You stab them, it's life. That's my outlook on that. Uh, fans yeah. can piss people off, but you have to learn how to handle your business in a professional manner. If you can't do that, you don't need to be in the business. We're old school, brother. I don't give a shit about that shit. Don't don't play that yeah. shit with me. I've been doing this shit 17 years. Okay? I'm not the oldest yeah, guy I've around. Been doing that's it a been lot doing longer. It. I ain't the oldest guy that's been doing it a, you know, I'm only 28 years old. I've, I've been doing this more than half my life. Uh, I don't, I don't care for that shit. Okay, there are old school antics that I use, but I use them the right way. And uh, that was an example of that was made um, earlier this year, I believe. If it wasn't earlier, it had to have been earlier this year. If it wasn't earlier this year, it was. Yeah, it was earlier this year where an individual that had wrestled for Steve and I um, had gone down to a former friend of mine's promotion and uh, walked in and expected to get booked. And nobody knew that he beat the shit out of his wife. So I went to the promoter and I was like, hey, uh, I wouldn't be letting him work for you and here's why. And we drove down there and he was there and they kicked him out. Um, but you know, there, there are, there are people that don't belong in the wrestling business and there are so many of them that get involved because we don't police the business and we don't protect the integrity of the business anymore. I think that's the biggest thing. I think that people, some people can protect the business, but I don't think that there are people that respect the integrity of the business. And I don't know that there's a lot of people left that understand what that means. The business has integrity. 
if you let it. Now, not uh, not all these shithead promoters that are running around have integrity. Some of them do. Uh, you'll know it when you see it. But um, look, we we got to respect the integrity of wrestling again. Um, because if we're not going to do that, we um, we're we're not going to be able to you know, do anything. And that's that's where the where the business has gone wrong is you've got so many people that don't respect the integrity of the business that they'll go out and do anything they can. Um, right. We have promoters that are going to be running uh, in the state of Illinois that don't have the first clue of what they're doing but are willing to pay these guys a shit ton of money. And nobody knows that that's the kind of stuff that gets promoters and you know this mm-hmm. is this has been going on for decades um, guys will will are like leeches for a money mark because if they know they know if they can get a big payday out of him and they don't have to put in a lot of work because he's new or she's new then they get away with murder and uh we're going to have some of that in Illinois and probably other states continuing on throughout the year and even in the next year because we don't have people that stop, that sit down and say, stop, you don't know what you're doing. Be an investor with me rather than investing on your own and losing everything. They don't have that smart behind it. They claim they do, but a lot of people don't. And I'm not claiming to be the solution to everybody's problems. I know that there have been some things said by a certain individual that I'm not going to name that uh, have really pissed me off over the past couple weeks. Um, and, um, you know, there's, there's, just, there's just so much that is going on. Um, now, there is wrestling coming back to Streeter, Illinois. It's not me. I want everybody to know that full and well. It is not me. I'm not involved. I don't know who it is. I have ideas. I believe Tim Lyle's involved. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. And uh, I don't know who the fuck you are, but okay. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm going to open this can of worms a little bit. And I'm going to say this. Because there are already people pointing the finger at me going, Sean, you can get the job done. It ain't a matter of getting the job done. It was a matter of misjudgment. It was a judgment call that was made that shouldn't have been made. Misjudgment call. However, there was falsified information given to me. And that is why June 1st didn't take place. You can blame the individuals like a Joey Eastman and you can blame Egotistico Fantastico, but they're not alone. They didn't act alone in this. There were other parties involved. And uh, one of the things that was said was, well, these workers don't trust you anymore. Why did they take the fucking booking if they didn't trust me? Because one of the things that was brought up was, well, the whole card changed from when the, the time you announced it. What happened to Sermo? Sermo and I had a falling out. It was over money. 
I offered a certain amount and was under the assumption that he had um, agreed to it, and he did not. So that was that. But guys like Brew Baker and Jason Hades that we were going to have on the September card, uh, and a Marche Rocket who straight up lied to me about going and working for Global Pro up in Posen, that fucking pissed me off. Don't fucking lie to me. And if you don't have the fucking integrity to come to me and tell me that you don't really want to work for me after you take the fucking booking, you're an idiot. It is no fault. You can fault me for misjudgment, but you need to fault the individuals that are at hand on that. Because I promise you right now, had June 1st happened, September would probably be happening. It's just the way it goes. And, you know, it's awfully funny, Steve. We went from being the only wrestling company in the area earlier this year besides PWX who really wasn't doing anything to Mm -hmm. now we have Dreamwave Wrestling back. We have a new promotion being formed in Streeter. We have PWX still running. And there's rumors that there's even going to be another one coming in. Mm. Now we have oversaturation. And guess who created that? Despite what anybody thinks. I created the fucking buzz for this. I don't care what anybody says. I planted that seed and said, hey, everybody's gone. Why? There's money here to be made. There's fans here that are still hungry. Now, the one thing that I, I have not mentioned that is does kind of piss me off is that Dreamwave Wrestling comes back. They charge more money than they've ever charged for tickets before, and they almost sell out. I don't get it. If that's what people wanted, they should have spoken harder, and Dreamwave should have listened a little bit more. Because this is crazy. You, you go from Dreamwave being gone and, and closing up shop to AAW coming in and doing good business and then being supposedly kicked out of the venue, and then, oh, Dreamwave's got the building back. I don't get it. I I don't get it. And I'm sorry, but AAW is on a higher platform than Dreamwave ever was. Dreamwave was on a platform that was high, yes, but not AAW's level. Because there were things AAW was doing that Dreamwave wouldn't do, and vice versa. And, you know, um, obviously, Dream or uh, AAW, you know, selling out Logan Stadium. I believe that's the name of it, right, Steve? Logan Square Auditorium. Yeah. Them doing that, that's bigger business than what Dreamwave did. Marinette Park uh, that AAW does is sometimes bigger than what Dreamwave did. And, you know, that's that's the thing. You went from having a promotion that is probably one of the best independents in the world right now to, well, we want Dreamwave back. Well, they're going to have Dreamwave. Um, I don't believe it's only going to be a one-and-done thing. I've told several people that, and I'm going to stick to that because uh, in the story or interview that I heard from uh, Russell from years ago, he said that the original theory for Dreamwave was just three shows and done. Well, that turned into a multi-year run and kind of affected my business a little bit because he wanted to inhibit my ability to book when I opened. Um, 
I wish them all the best. I wish the people promoting the, the event in Streeter all the best. I hope they know how to promote. Uh, obviously, if Dreamwave announces that they're coming back and it's gotten such a great response, they're not going to have to worry about attracting really new fans. Uh, but that was a problem that I had with them all those years ago, is you don't get in a place where you advertise, 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 advertise to a local town and draw those people in to not advertising to those people at all. Um, and that's what a lot of promotions do. They come in and they run and they don't care about the local fan. They care about getting the fan to come there. Well, you can't get a fan to come there from the local area if you're negating the local area. And that's why Facebook ads, TV ads, if you can get something in the paper, if you can make a deal with radio. Um, there have been promoters that have done billboards. If you can find the right billboard company to work with you and work a deal that works for you and your pocketbook, great. Um, you've got to do what you got to do. And so many promotions out there just don't understand that. There are promotions that are running in Illinois that don't even draw 150 people and they're still continuing to do business. And it blows my mind because they're spending more than what they're bringing in. Yep. And, and, that, and that's simple math right there. That's economics 101. You can't spend more than you're bringing in. But going back to what I was saying about June 1st, it, it was nobody's fault of my own. Uh, no, no fault of my own. It Look, and, and I, I'll, I'll tell you, things would be a lot different if that show took place. A lot different. Um. Despite all of the card changes, we still had a healthy card for everybody that was going to attend that night. Um, it wasn't the original card by any means because everybody decided they wanted to be on bullshit. Um, and I want to settle some rumors now because I guess one of the rumors is I went out and bought a new smartphone and this and that with all the money. I didn't do any of that. I'm working on refunding the ticket money still. Uh, it's been a very leery process of trying to figure out how to do it, the best way of going about doing it and getting it done. Um, it's also a matter of, you know, there has been some things that personally I'm dealing with, and that's that's not an excuse, that's true. Um, so it, it's going to get taken care of, and uh, there are people, I guess, now that are in, under the assumption that Joey... Eastman put me in a coffin and, and nailed the son of a bitch shut. I'm here to tell everybody there will be a day that I probably run again. I don't know when, I don't know how, but it's, it will happen. Uh, as I've vowed to everybody in my family, everybody that I've ever met in this business, everybody that's you know supported me doing this, I will not rest until I run a successful event that not only you know draws a lot of people but makes a decent amount of money. I have to prove to myself and others that I can do that. And then after I do it the first time, hopefully I can do it the second time and continue to do it because I know I have the capability of doing it. Um, now, one of the things that uh, we didn't get to talk about last night is uh, earlier this week was the anniversary of probably the most controversial story, uh, number two controversial story, one and two uh, controversial stories, uh, the anniversary was of disaster in Dudleyville. And I tell you what, I bet that guy is still uh, 
sitting in prison somewhere, hopefully for all of that, because man, yeah, that exactly. that that was uh, a big thing. The only thing that uh, ranked a little bit higher than that was the promoter that booked all those people in Canada and left them stranded there. Um, yeah, hardcore from the United yep. from the United States. Uh, that you know. And, and folks, there are promoters like this out here, and people ask why. And it's because we haven't policed the business. Um, we have allowed promoters that have money to just run and, and you know, do all of that. It used to be back in the day, if, if an outlaw promoter, you know, got heard of too much, real promoter, maybe an NWA promoter would call some of the boys Go take care of this. Yep. It wasn't unheard of. Uh, oh, yeah. Now, now everybody doesn't care what territories they're in and any of that. And everybody says, well, Sean, you, you came into somebody else's territory. That's because the person didn't realize his territory was dead. Um, and unfortunately, you know, that's something that happens sometimes. Um We've got we've got so much potential with wrestling here. It's not even funny. And if people realized the potential they had, um, if they would advertise effectively and so on and so forth, um, we we see a lot more people in the Midwest making money. We see more people in the wrestling business making money because the potential is there. Um, the problem is a lot of these promoters aren't educated. And I didn't go to college myself. I'll be the first one to tell you that. But I've done a lot of research. Uh, the internet is a very friendly uh, tool that is at your disposal. And uh, make the most of it. The other thing is books. I've read a lot of books on, on wrestling. And you got to learn as sometimes you got to learn as you go too. But you got to know the history. If you don't know yep. what you're doing, if you don't know anything about marketing, and, and getting, you know, I'm, I've said it before and I'll say it again. There's a lot of promoters out here that can't promote a successful high school or middle school dance, let alone successful wrestling talk. And huh. everybody asks me what I mean by that. And I mean, if you couldn't get kids to come to a high school dance or middle school dance uh, successfully and get that over, then you don't need to be running a wrestling show and trying to get that over. If you can't do one, you can't yep. do the other. Promoting an event is promoting an event. No matter what the event is, you've got to be able to effectively promote it. If you can't do that, you don't need to be running events. How do you think concerts and such do such do bleh? How do you think concerts and such do such big business? Um, it's because they literally go out and, and hammer the area that they're coming to. Um, and I don't even know that Vince does this anymore. Because I remember back in the day, man, I lived an hour from Peoria. You'd hear ads for, you know, thunder on the local radio station here. It, was, it wasn't unheard of because they wanted people to know about it. And we don't have that anymore when a product is in an area. People become complacent in their promoting and go, well, we're drawing the same 250 people that we are every month. And that's fine by us. No, 
realize that if you can get to 250, you can get to 400. If you can get to 400, depending on the population of the town, you can get to 600, and so on and so forth. Yeah. People, people cut themselves off at the knees, Steve, on the ability to grow, and it blows my mm. mind. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't think little picture, I think big picture. Right, right. You know, yeah. I don't think yeah. five by seven canvas. I think eleven by seventeen canvas. And I go, okay, mm-hmm. this is the way I want to paint this. And it, you know, it, it's it's sad. Um, do we have any other breaking news? Oh, there's there's a lot of stuff we go ahead. haven't even begun to cover. Um, well, it seems that uh, Dolph Ziggler got screwed over by Vince McMahon. This um, apparently there was a handshake deal in place between Vince and Dolph that um, Vince was going to let Dolph out of his deal, out of his contract following SummerSlam so that he could pursue his other projects. And uh, as a lot of people know, he, uh, does occasionally uh, run out and do stand-up. So um, this past Monday was supposed to be Dolph Ziggler's last night with the company. Um, Prior to Raw, Dolph went to Vince to thank him. And it was at that point Vince told Dolph that he couldn't let him out of his deal and that he would rather he would quote rather just pay him to stay home. And this has an effect on um, the first episode of SmackDown Live on Fox because they originally had had that build as a uh, triple threat match for the title and Ziggler being one of the three um, competitors. So now. They've already changed that to a six-man match. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, but we, and then, but and we then know Alicia that. Fox, Go ahead. Alicia Fox, more trouble for for her. Um, if if you remember, she was the person involved in the incident that caused Arn Anderson to lose his job. Because he let her work drunk at a house show. Well, apparently um, this weekend up in up in Toronto, um, she was out drinking again, and um, she got into it uh, with with a fan. Um, Got into got into a a fight, um, and that, and so she got sent home. And then, um, going on even farther in the WWE uh, debacle, um, Michelle D. Wilson, who was the co-president of WWE. 
sold more than two-thirds of her stake in the company last Thursday. Now, stocks have been going down. We know that stocks in general have been going down. Um, And she disposed of 158,134 shares at an average price of $69.30 or a total of $11 million, um, according to a a Securities and Exchange Commission filing. Now, she still owns more than the required amount of equity for an officer at the company. Um, And then um, also selling a, a huge chunk of his shares, Kevin Dunn, There's, um, yeah, so, I mean, don't know for, don't know for sure, you know, if should take that to mean anything, but you never know. So, um, yeah, so that's some, so that's some big stuff right there. Uh, breaking news coming from Cuball Carmichael. Uh, Discovery ID has requested a meeting to discuss production of a new reality show. Um, and uh, today is Buddy Landell's birthday. Happy birthday, Buddy Landell. Gone but never forgotten. Uh, yep. So we'll be following Q on this And if he gets any more news anytime soon Steve or I will contact him And hopefully get him to come back And talk about this um, Because if he lands a deal with Discovery ID Boy oh boy um, Especially if it's rela- wrestling related We will definitely want to talk about that With uh, Uncle Q It's been a long long time Since we talked to Q Ball And uh, we need to rub his shiny head And hope that he shows up yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, well, um, this is this is interesting. Um, of course, uh, we know that uh, um, former UFC fighter Kane Velasquez uh, made his actual pro wrestling debut. Um, a little over a week ago, Saturday at uh, Triple Mania, in uh, in the six man match um, with uh, with Cody and that, but <clears throat> apparently um, it's drawn some more interest from WWE, and so they're gonna watch. <laughs> They're going to watch that uh, um, the next couple of matches that he has to see if, um, you know, to see how he does and maybe, uh, who knows, try and try and snare him. Um, So, oh, gosh. Okay. This. All right. Oh, my God. Um, okay, you know, I mean, a lot of people, um, you know, of course, uh, yours truly is, uh, 
known for known for his uh, his beliefs and that. Um, but um, somebody on Twitter went after WWE about Bray Wyatt, and they said. I enjoy WWE as much as the next person, but last night's debut of Bray Wyatt, a.k.a. The Fiend, has gone too far. His attire with the iconic praying hands on his chest and the famous quote of let me in is nothing more than a blasphemous mockery of the Christian faith in God. Fix it. Wow. I, I am a little lost for words on that one. Yeah, I, I mean, can't you know, I mean, you know, I, you know, like I say, okay, you know, yeah, I'm, you know, I, I have, I have uh, talked about, about my beliefs, not, you know, I haven't preached it y'all on here and that, um, and of course, everybody knows that uh, when the, on our Tuesday night shows, Katie is my quote unquote designated swearer. And that, and uh, she puts in the words in the quotes that I won't use, and that type of thing. But uh, <clears throat> you know, even I didn't get that kind of connotation out of the Bray Wyatt character. Well, who would? I mean, I I, I don't get it. If you're if you're going to watch the the program and not understand that that is uh, a word. Yeah, there's going to be some, there's going to be some, yeah, there, but I mean, there's going to be some things that aren't necessarily, I mean, not, you know, racist or homophobic or anything like that. Um, but wow. you know, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not completely politically correct um yeah you know, i mean it's yeah you know, and uh and i'll tell you i mean i'm i'm sitting here um went over to went over to the tweet itself and i'm looking at it and uh and and the and and the uh person who uh who tweeted it um definitely uh definitely got got ratioed i mean i mean honestly just i mean he uh he or she or whoever whatever is getting blasted for that so What can you say? I don't know, man. I I don't, I, you know, I mean, I tell you, I, you know, the more that I, the more that I see some things that wrestling fans say and wrestling fans write, Bobby Heenan, God rest his soul, was right. The two <laughs> serious things about wrestling fans is they can vote 
and they can breed. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. Uh, well, we want to send our thoughts to uh, those that were affected by the incidents uh, that have happened in the country uh, over the last couple of days. Yeah. Uh, yep. I mean, more today out in Philadelphia. Right. Oh, um, seems like there's almost no end in sight right now. Yeah. And uh, so other than that, uh, we'll be back here next Tuesday night for more Tuesday night turmoil right back here in the ER. And um, who knows what we'll see between now and then. Yeah. Because exactly. It's a it's another big weekend for wrestling and uh you know, hopefully you're not going to an outlaw mud show or craptastic wrestling. Um and if you do, let us know. We want to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us tell us how much tell us how much you regret it. <laughs> <laughs> uh we also want to hear the stories of how bad you begged for your ten dollars back. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with that being said We're going to end tonight a little early Because we've been on a roll uh, I am Sadistic Sean David Along with my co-host The Dean of Wrestling Referee Steve Kane Well you and... can't stay here Any longer because we're going to turn out The lights out and uh, we won't be back Here until next week So goodbye everybody Good Have night. a great weekend Play.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.